Colt. Welcome to another edition of a Personal Trainer's Guide to Wealth Creation podcast. And uh, on this very edition, we're going to video it at the same time. So we're going live on Facebook. Yeah, it's uh, five in the morning. Well, it's a bit past five in the morning down in Sydney. It's, there you go. It's 5.59 in the morning. We've been up since five. And uh, we just thought for today's podcast, we'd, we'd go live on Facebook because we know there's lots of early riser PTs. Maybe you're just about to hook in for your first PT session and uh, you've got an opportunity to, to catch up with us before you launch for the day. So rip into it, big fella. Yeah. So, uh, um, mate, you look pretty good for five or six in the morning, actually. It just happens naturally, mate. I just wake up looking like this. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks for that. You've got a, uh, got, a, got a face for radio, you have. So. Yeah. Insults coming hard and fast. <laughs> Never break the magic, we say around Crow BT Wealth. <laughs> Glenn, steam, uh, welcome Glenbo. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, You're obviously prepping for a PT session. I wonder at six in the morning um, whether that you know that cancellation comes in that sort of that last minute cancellation, and is it is it good to actually get that cancellation? Like if it's your first session, is that frustrating? You get to the gym or whatever to the location, and then and ding the SMS goes off. Like, well, I think mm, my response would be. Yeah. If it depends who it is, you see the client name, you go, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> because it was rather throw myself off the building or do this session and now they've, they've saved my life. So maybe that, in that case, it's a thank you uh, SMS. <laughs> or if you've, ever, or you've already punched out two sessions, let's say you started at five and you did two half hours, you had a five and a six. And mm. for some reason you woke up late, you hadn't had your coffee. Mm, maybe you just, terrible. you see that ding, you're just like, thank God, I can yeah. go and grab that coffee now. That's a possibility. Uh, that's enough talking shit. Let's get into what we're talking about today. <laughs> today, what we want to uh, go through is, uh, I guess, what we call some of the, what we see the top roadblocks to people getting success in their fitness business. And, you know, when I speak about this topic, it, it takes me back to a client um, of ours that joined our Create Beauty Wealth internship a number of years ago. And, um, and this particular client of ours, what happened was she was along to our business mastery program. She'd spent a couple of days with us. Um, she really you know everything that we spoke about really resonated with her and she'd taken the first step to embark on our uh, create pity wealth internship program and we go through a process after the workshop where we sit down and we go through a more formal consultation where we go in depth into someone's business and i was sitting down with this person at the time her she'd had a studio in um out in western part of uh, Queensland and so she was you know is out in Dolby around about three hours west of Brisbane and at the time she was basically struggling to make ends meet she was at the time she'd had the facility and she was doing about $500 per week now that $500 per week was you know it was barely enabling her to keep the doors open she was literally going backwards Shane DeCosta welcome mate good Watch. to see you yo yo um, and so a lot of expenses going out, not much revenue coming in. And so therefore embarking on a coaching program for her was again, another daunting and a challenging thing because there was another investment of time, energy, effort. But what she could see in front of her was the fact that if I don't do something about this, you know, I'm going to have to shut the doors. And she was only literally a couple of months away from that occurring. So when she, she started up with our program, there was a lot of fear, there was a lot of concern, there was a lot of uh, anxiety might be the word. And I remember sitting down from her across the table and she looked me in the eyes and, and she just said to me, look, Brad, can you just promise me this thing's going to work? 
and what I could see in her was you know the the emotion was almost a bit like desperation you know it was a bit like you just you know promise me this is going to work and I said to her well look in life in businesses there are no promises and unfortunately I can't promise you this thing's going to work I said we've got our guarantees in place which we which we'd been through and I showed her every single part of it that if for some reason this doesn't work for you uh, although you've put in the effort you'll get every single cent back plus we'll make you a payment on top of that went through all that sort of stuff but I just said to her then the words that really I guess resonated with her and I said to her look at this thing like if if you don't do this what what's going to be the end result you know and she took a moment to think about it and she looked me in the eyes and she basically said well yeah I'm going to I'm going to shut the doors I'm going to go broke and um the bit that was the clincher for her I just looked at her and I said well you better go for it then and sure enough she did and the results of that was and we'll um we'll make the testimonial available to everybody so that you can have a, a listen to it but you know inside that first um, year on our program she turned that facility around to be profitable going from five hundred dollars a week or two two grand a month up to eighteen thousand dollars a month and you know when she first embarked on the program her big thing was money was the issue for her it was it was a struggle it was a challenge and and when you hear her say it literally money is not the issue you know so just really goes to show that someone can have these these roadblocks and when they overcome some of these roadblocks the the success that they can get on the other end is is just powerful yeah and that's the big point of this today and if i if i don't look at the camera the whole time it's because we're doing the podcast and need to be you know um, speaking to the mic uh, but that's an aside. Brad's exactly right. It's the, we've done now 95 of our business mastery programs. We've been educating people, trainers for the last 10 years uh, on our high-level programs. And so pretty much that time, we've heard it all, we've seen it all, and uh, these roadblocks are things that really get in the way. Now, we heard a good expression last night from a, from a guy who, who knows a really high-level entrepreneur, and it's like money's everywhere. It's there waiting for you. Uh, if you need need that, and it's just a matter of you know getting out of your own way and wanting to tap into it, and so it's the roadblocks that normally hold us back in life in general. And and today we're going to focus on business. And in our two day workshop, we we discuss some of the probably the, the top ten ones that we hear often. And uh, you can relate this to your business when you hear clients that uh, maybe hesitate to move forward and, and use your service, be it time, be it money all these things but we but we all know if, if there was a true desire and something you really wanted that uh, you'd find a way to make it happen so the real question is why don't we and we want to run through now that the top you know a couple of top roadblocks that we see that can hold you back to success now like Janine and the story Brad just said once we get that out of the way remove it we mm. have a we have a more of a clear path to achieving our goals and things can turn around quite quickly mm. So we'll, we'll kick off with the uh, top 10. Yeah, and I'll launch at number one. Hey, Brent, how are you, buddy? Good to see you, bud. See you, Brent. Uh, the first one is this concept of I already know that. Now, you might be out there in business and you might hear, whether it's from us or from someone else who's well qualified to give business advice, is this con- you might hear a method, a concept, a strategy, and what can happen is there can be that little voice inside your head which may question it which might doubt it which you know you know might not fully buy into it or you might just it might just be look i already know that Um, and there could be many versions that either i already know it or i've already got that in place the question to ask yourself back and the the interesting part to explore would be what have you actually done with that 
So to give you an example, for example, like we speak a lot about cancellation policy and the importance of having a cancellation policy, the importance of having an exit policy as well if someone's going to finish up with your business. And, you know, if you calculate the economic cost of not having that sort of stuff in place, you would find that over the course of 12 months, it could be quite a large portion uh, of revenue that your business could potentially miss out on. So that could be a classic example of it. So be very mindful of, you know, hearing something that's going, yeah, I, I know that already. Just, it's gone. Just, just on that point, actually, it'd be a good activity if you have got a cancellation policy in place, but you haven't been enforcing it, or you don't have an exit, you know, thirty-day exit. Go back over the last two months and just work out how many cancellations have you had that you decided not to enforce the cancellation, and work out a dollar value of it, and it may um, evoke some emotion in you that will be one to get you in a gear to go. You know what? I am running a business here, and mm. uh, I need to be more professional about it, and so. Um, there's been an extra stress put on my life because I'm, I'm not really for, I'm not enforcing this cancellation policy. Mm, a client of ours um, on our coaching program actually had the whole spreadsheet calculated. This is, is even before joining us. Well, she was well versed in, in tracking her stats and numbers and so forth, and she'd calculated the amount over the course of 12 months to be about $5,124 of, of revenue missed out from not enforcing a cancellation policy from the perspective of feeling a bit uh, concerned that she might upset the client, they might not want to come back and all the rest of it. Hey, we have Colin Walker here from FFA PaySmart, the the awesome dudes at FFA PaySmart. How are you, Colin? Big fans, big fans. Morning, Colin. All right, number two. Next is this concept of in business there's, uh, and probably life in general, but in business there's, you can be faced with times where you've got to make a decision. Now, there's a couple of things. that you, There's really three major decisions you can make at any one time. There's the right decision, there's the wrong decision, and then there's, there's making no decision. Uh, in our experience, uh, personally, and uh, what we see uh, our students do, uh, making no decision is the one that's going to keep you stuck and be exactly where you are now and in the future. Hmm. So make the right decision, happy days. You know, you, you, you're moving forward, that's great. Uh, ultimately, if you make the wrong decision from an action that you've taken, uh, it's an opportunity to learn more and uh, figure out what doesn't work. The thing that we see is that we've had people attend our seminars or talk to them a year late, uh, previously and they go, hey, read your book or did your workshop, love all the content information, I'm gonna get started on that stuff real soon. So they've had the information, they've had the uh, know-how, the knowledge of what to do but yet they haven't put it into place. And uh, there's, again, consequences of not doing that. And that is in exactly the same spot, you know, a year, two years, three years, four years later. And, uh, you know, the thing we really got to be aware of is that if we want to move forward, we've just got to get ourselves to take those small steps and make some kind of decision either way. You know, um, you know procrastination is, is really a surface level. Uh, I think we'll... A lot of us will agree that if procrastination was Olympic sport, we'd all we'd all kind of be kind of going quite good at it. And so it's a surface level uh, response because normally what's underneath there is that I don't want more evidence that I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or I'm not good at business or you know any of these things that we will do to avoid making a decision. So if we, we can work on the emotional intelligence side of our business, so there's professional business and then there's the emotional intelligence, personal growth, personal um, endeavors to get better, then we can start to move ourselves forward. Mm. Bretty Campbell in the house. How are you, bud? Welcome, my man. Number three is this concept of not following proven business systems. And again, this is something that we, we see come through time and time again with people that run a fitness business. And 
business systems have, have been established and been set up for a reason. And the reason these systems have been set up is to um, help you in your business. It's to help make sure that your business is more predictable. It's to make sure that you're not doubling up on uh, unnecessary work when you've done something once. Why continue to do the same thing time and time again? And this is the whole idea behind a, a business system. And it also enables you to, to track and understand each and every part of your business. What we often find is in, in fitness businesses, many people are sort of aware of the word system and are, are familiar with it, but maybe not really sure exactly what systems um, they need to put in place or you know how that might look in a, in a practical level. So what we say is, you know, get around somewhere where that understands systems and, and more importantly, what systems need to be put in place in your business. I remember when we established Create PT Wealth um, nine years ago, every time we was, were starting a, a new concept or, or, or a new system, as we'd call it, we'd be like beauty. We'd open up a, um, a Word document. We'd go, here's another system. We'd, we'd be banging it up, typing it up, and it'd be like, all right, that bit's sorted now, you know? And of course, you go back, you improve, you refine things, you make them better. But, you know, what we saw it as from, you know, coming into this business with the entrepreneurial mindset was the fact that we do this thing once and it's, it's set up and it's sorted. On a practical example, it might be something like a customer care um, system that you have in your business. There's that word again. And so it's like going, all right, well, let's make sure that I do, on a very basic level, I at least set up a calendar and set up some very basic customer care opportunities I can do throughout the course of a year. Hey, it might be as simple as one per month. It might be a touch-based call with somebody. It might be a physical card I send out in the mail. Um, it might be some way that I acknowledge people on social media or send them some type of video message. And that's an example of a system. And once it's in there, you can follow it. Yeah, and the other, the other great thing about it is then you can uh, you track the results of it. So in that case, if you're talking about customer care, uh, you would look at over a six-month to 12-month period and you look at what's my, uh, what's my uh, retention rate like. And, uh, you know, if your retention rate, if you had been tracking your stats, uh, if, you tra uh, if your retention rate has gone up, so, you know, so people are staying with you longer, well, it's giving you feedback that that system's working. Now, a lot of the uh, traps that people fall into is they just get these ideas. Oh, this is a great idea, and they, they whack it in, and they, they don't have a way to track it and measure it. So with everything in your business, you, you really need to know uh, if the system's working or not and why are you having it in the first place. So we track everything in terms of, you know, over the course of um, a year, where did most of our leads come from, our clients, what, what was the spend, what did it cost, because we really need to know what is working. Otherwise, you're running a business that's uh, running on a, a plan called the hope plan. So you're just hoping that it all turns out and it works out. So we, we need to be across all these stats. And last bit on it is that make sure throughout the course of the month you have a um, you have a start of the month meeting. So what's the plans and objectives for this month? You have a mid-month meeting where you're checking in to see the progression. Are we on track financially? Uh, leads? Uh, are we hitting our targets? Are we doing all the things we set out for the month? Mm. Is it taking us closer to the end goal? And then you have a review at the end of the month. And these things just need to be business basic um, practices that you have. So that's that tip on uh, the systems. With, um, you know, and if you're a solo independent personal trainer, then having that meeting, you might say, well, okay, we'll have a meeting with, with who? Well, it's this thing, schedule an appointment in your calendar with yourself to sit down and just review this stuff. And that, that part's critical. Because again, if you're a, a, like you know 80 plus percent of Australia's personal trainers, fitness professionals, you're a solo independent business owner, 
And so the the only person that's you know responsible for making this stuff happen is going to be yourself. So that's why you do that. Again, the people that, that we get to coach on our, our business coaching program, our internship program, you know, they have, the, they have the ability to check in with a coach and that person can hold them accountable to reviewing all this stuff. Over? Over, cool. yeah. Next, uh, next tip or next uh, roadblock we see is uh, a delay. And in this example, we use uh, for, we specialize in helping fitness businesses build a team and earn that passive income. So the ability to not have to turn up and do all the work to get an income. And that's the main thing we specialize in, hiring people, how to do that effectively. And but what we hear is we hear trainers fall in the trap of, I need to get to a certain amount of uh, income myself or amount of hours worked, uh, get really busy before I can hire my first team member. Uh, now, the reality is if that you invest time, energy, money in learning about your systems, about lead generation, uh, about sales, then you'd feel way more confident to do that sooner rather than later. So again, what we see is it's a delayed response because normally some of the things we hear, mate, is that, um, yeah, I'd like to hire a team member, but uh, what if I can't get them clients? Mm. You know. What if the leads dry up and you know what if I, and there's all that concern and fear so really underlining issue is just a fear of i'm not really sure how to do it beyond myself yeah yeah no it's a valid um it's a valid point that people can make because i remember having that exact feeling myself when i first hired my first trainer and what i took on was this like personal responsibility it's like now that i'm, I'm hiring a trainer i feel like a hundred percent of the energy and effort required to get that person clients is up to me. I, I felt like it was my responsibility and therefore I felt a lot of pressure with doing that. And initially it uh, made me a little bit gun shy to do it. But then when I finally did it, it, again, what I was finding, I was spending lots of time and energy sort of, I guess, effectively kind of stressing out a bit that this person wasn't up to capacity because I felt like all those sessions that we wanted to supply them with were, were, were up to me. Once I learned the concept of being able to let that go and put that to the side and realize that it's a, it's a team effort here. It's a two-way street. And so, you know, as I was hiring people, it was like, well, we'll supply you with clients through our lead generation and marketing efforts. But at the same time, our most successful PTs are the ones that have the ability to not only train the clients that we supply you with and, and to train as part of this um, business, but also have the ability to prospect and introduce new people into this business. And what I found with that perspective, it was like, well, you know, the people who put in the most energy and effort are going to ultimately get the most clients and it becomes a win-win scenario. And so the next part of it though is when you hear yourself or when we hear clients talk about uh, what if, how do I get clients from, what if I can't get the leads? That's, there's also the solution in the problem. This, you, you, if you can take the time to be, listen to your uh, awareness side of you, then you go, well, okay, well, the actual real issue is that I'm really just concerned about, I don't know how to get leads. Uh, I've been able to build my own business up, maybe just through my own initiative and drive, but I don't really have, again, any systems or training and, and you know, feeling very confident in how to get leads and run the business and have systems. So what would you do? Well, uh, of course, if that's the roadblock, then you would need to invest time, energy, and money in training yourself in that type of area and take your focus away from the problem. Because if all we're focusing on is, I'm not sure how to do that, then all you're telling your subconscious is that that's, that's limiting force and it'll see more reasons why hiring team members wouldn't be a good idea. And your subconscious or your unconscious part of your brain's main objective is to keep you safe. 
So as soon as that fear kicks in, it's going to go, well, don't do that, man. And then the stories come out. Then that's when we run the stories uh, because it wants you to avoid going down that path. So we need to interrupt that. We need to get a break from that area and go, right, better question to ask is, well, if I had the solution to getting leads, doing marketing better, increasing my sales conversion, having a bit more predictability Mm. in my business, I'm going to feel more confident to uh, start to look at hiring a team member and actually build what we call a business rather than having a job. And so we love when we see people make that transition personally and professionally to go from a solo business owner who just has a job. If they don't turn up, they don't get paid. They stress over Christmas time, find it challenging to take holidays because now the income's dried up. To a to a business owner where, you know, one of our um, one of our students last year had been in the industry for seventeen odd years, and it was one of the first times that they were able to go away on an overseas holiday while the business run without them, and 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 that's the stuff that we love mm. and get passionate about because seeing the excitement, the um, the the freedom they felt, and just this growth that they could be over the other side of the world, in the U.S. while their team was back running it. If you like the idea of that, that's the focus. You, you've got to step into how you see yourself in a year or two years. Now, if the image of that is still slugging away, doing you know sessions um, from, from sun up to sun down, then, hey, that's great. And some people just go, you know what? I don't want to hire a team member. I don't yeah. want to hire. I just want to do the work myself, and that's fine. Mm. However, our, what we're saying we specialize in is helping people make that transition to where you can have the lifestyle you desire and not have a business that only revolves around you. Mm, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's um, go on to the next one and it's the concept of being very careful of the advice that you get. So if I was to ask each and every person listening to this and I see uh, we got Benny Prescott live. Hey, brother. How are you, buddy? See you, mate. Um, good to see all these people are up nice and early on a, yeah. uh, on a Thursday morning. Yeah, good to see. It's a Friday morning too. <clears throat> a Friday morning, there you go. Yeah, that's great. Hamish Bowman, jeez. Jeez, we've got some celebs on today, haven't we? Incredible. From Ray White's uh, Newstead in Brisbane. Yeah. Mate, if you're... New farm, actually. New farm, but I live in Newstead, so it covers the whole region. <laughs> We're on fire. We're on fire. <laughs> uh, be careful of the advice that you get. So I guess that question to you is, who are the people in your life that love you the most, that care for you the most, and want to see you succeed? I'm sure if I... Uh, ask that to each and every one of you, the answer would be it would probably be your partner, a life partner. It would be your um, you know, parents. It would be your friends. So your, your partner, family, friends, relatives, all that sort of stuff. They're generally the people that want to you know, love you the most, care for you the most, and want to see you succeed. Fair comment. Next question is, who are generally the first people who might give you advice on how to run your fitness business? And if you take a moment to think about it, I'm sure you, the answer would be it's those very people, partner, friends, family, and all the rest of it. Now, if those people had been in business themselves and had been successful in business themselves, would you want to take advice from them? Well, the answer would be, yeah, sure. I, I would definitely be open to that type of advice because someone's been there and done it. However, on the flip side, if that person had not been in business themselves, had not been successful in business themselves, Uh, would you be open to the advice? My response to that uh, as your business coach would be, well, I'd be be cautious and be careful of the advice that you're getting because that person hasn't been there and done it and they might just be um, giving you some advice based on some preconceived idea that they may have. So when I think back to when I first launched 
as you know, running my business 22 years ago. Now, I come from a family of four boys. My three brothers left school, got themselves an apprenticeship, got themselves a steady job, moved into, um, you know, a career that they, you know, that they all loved and so forth. And so when it was time for me to run my own business, of course, the, the message that I was hearing um, from my family and so forth was, you know, hey, be very careful uh, getting into business. You know, why don't you consider getting yourself a, a safe and secure job? You've got sick pay, holiday pay and all the rest of it. And business is risky, business is scary, businesses fail and that list could go on and on and on. Now, if I'd taken on that advice 22 years ago, there's a chance that I might be in a very different position than I am today. So again, no, not suggesting that anyone who moves into a career is doing the wrong thing because you need to pursue your own personal passion. However, you've got to be very careful of the people that are giving you advice. Um, we had a, a scenario just recently where he had a, a gentleman who was um, dead keen on you know, building his business and he, he was doing okay with his personal training business at the moment. He was training a bunch of clients, cash flow was coming in, all the rest of it. But he just kind of hit that spot where he, he was at a bit of a ceiling and he, he's making $1,200, $1,300 a week. He, you might suggest he was in an okay position. And he really indicated to us that I want to go to the next level, okay? I want to double this amount of income. I want to get that up to about that $2,500 mark. I want to put myself in a position where I can really win. I can take more time off. I can take more overseas travel and all the rest of it. And as he was about to get embark on our program, he, he was going through a process. He came back to us at a point and he said, look, um, I've actually um, I've actually chatted to my, uh, to my mum and you know, she sort of doesn't think this is a very good idea, you know. And so our question back was, okay, you know, fair enough. Curious to hear why and so forth. And um, also the question was, so your mum, she's been in, in business herself, has she? And, and what's the suggestion there? And he goes, oh, no, no, she's, no, she hasn't actually. Okay, so what, has she had some experience with this sort of stuff? Oh, no, no, she hasn't actually. No, she just, just pretty much not done much, you know, stay at home mum. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> we said to our response to him was to, to, at the age of 28, which this guy was, we said it's, you know, it's possibly time where you need to fly, leave the nest and not leave, the, not have the security of, you know, having mum or dad's advice at this point in, in time. You know, you're a big boy now and it's, it's a, you know, it's your opportunity to be able to, to go for it and make this a success, you know. So you've got to be very careful of the people that are giving you advice because what can happen is that sort of stuff can, can obviously you can take it on board. And then suddenly you're making business decisions based on someone's advice who has got no experience in this particular area. Yeah, the other the other side of that is that it's sometimes it's convenient for you to ask certain people that uh, I'm sure that gentleman knew that his mum would have that response anyway. So the, the other part of it is, you know, as, a, as an adult, take responsibility for who you are going to seek an advice from. And I think in this case, in a lot of cases, it's convenient for the person to go and ask the other person who they know will predictably give them advice of don't do it. So it gives them an out. So, you know, make as an adult, make your own decisions and form decisions. And then you have to really look at it, who you're taking advice from. Uh, and that, that's, you know, in my opinion, yeah, it's a bit of common sense. So if you really got the passion desire to do it, you would go and seek out the experts that it will help you with that. Um, and, and that's, that makes sense. The next concept is, uh, you know, we speak to people, go, oh, I'm so busy, I'm really busy, and you, and you hear it, you know, you know that person that they're just, oh, I'm so busy, you know, and it's like almost a badge of honor. And uh, my real question to people is, so, so busy doing what? What are you actually busy doing? 
and the, most of those people can't really tell you to find details what they're doing and uh, one of the activities that we like if you if you're really honest with yourself and you really have a desire to to improve your business improve your life then what we recommend you do is you you get a, a weekly planner and from Monday through to Friday, that's your working week, actually record where you are spending your time. And a couple of things will happen. It's very, uh, I don't know, word confronting is the word, but it, it is confronting in terms of now you cannot hide. And Brad, Brad mentioned it earlier. When you're a solo business operator, there's no one else looking or watching what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. It's quite easy to bullshit ourselves, quite easy to let yourself off the hook and make up these great imaginary stories that you are doing quite a lot of work and you're busy. The reality, the reality will hit when you go and write out where you actually spend your time per week because, again... If you're serious about if you're serious about being successful, then you don't you don't want to allow yourself to hide. You don't want to allow yourself to get away with things. And if you don't have business partners, you don't have uh, people on a board, uh, people that you actually uh, you know know you need to be fronting up to and showing them evidence that you're doing the right things to make the success in the, in a business. And it's only you. Then you you really need to be a lot more disciplined with it. Now, when people join our program, a lot of times they go, oh, you know, just really want accountability. I think accountability is one of the biggest things that, that people say. And I get really curious and I, I go, okay, instead of just going, okay, that's fine, we'll provide that. I go, when you say accountability, what does that mean for you? And normally in my experience, and not only the coaching but counselling um, industry that I've worked in for the last 16 plus years, it's when I explore it deep with them, it's really that they're, what they're saying to me is that left to my own devices... I will certainly let myself off the hook and I will not do the things that I need to do to be successful because I've got a poor track record of keeping my word and promises to myself. So I said I was going to go and do this marketing and learn this bit at 5am in the morning or 4am in the morning before I go to work because that's what I've said. However, what I did was the opposite, slept in, didn't do it, fudged off, got on Facebook, whatever. So when we say accountability, I go, what it is. So our view, when people come on our program, I go... It's not about accountability. It's about putting yourself in a position to win. And it's a more, in my opinion, it's a more of a positive statement for yourself. You go, I do not want to hide. I do not want to be allowed to get away with activities that aren't serving me to go closer to my end goal. And so that's what it is with us. Because when our clients have a weekly check-in or they got their monthly coaching session, they've got activities to do, there's no hiding. It forces you to get into action. And that's what I would say, even with us, we have a weekly director's meeting. Because I personally don't want to, I'm the same as everybody else. It'd be quite easy for me, as much drive, determination, dedication I have, it can be still quite easy for me if no one's looking to to not do what I need to do. Quite easy to do it. So, so that's where I'd say busy doing what? The other part to it, and, and mate, we says a lot, is that if you don't have a clear sense of direction or purpose, you don't have a clear plan, how do you know where to spend your time? So if you haven't done a 12-month business objective at very minimum, and you then work backwards to go, well, what are the steps in place to achieve this? Then it doesn't. It means you're going to fill up your time with whatever comes along because you don't know where you're heading for. No different than somebody who wants to get in shape. But they joined the gym thinking that was the answer, but they don't actually know what they're trying to achieve, how it, how it needs to happen. They've got no education in it. So what do they do? Well, they rock up and they go, oh, I guess I'll get on the treadmill and walk on speed four for 45 minutes. Mm, yeah. 
and then wonder why the weight's not coming off in four weeks only to give up and quit so there's the two components of it it's not about being busy it's it's actually about being effective with your time not hiding having clear and precise uh, kpis structure targets that you're heading for and the reality is most people don't know how to do that Moving right along, the next two points that we'll speak about, I guess, effectively kind of, you know, dovetail into each other. And it could be the concept of, number one, uh, not knowing where the hell to start. And number two is it becoming all too hard. And so what we mean by those two things is when it's time to work on your business, and remember those, those two components, there's the working in and then there's the working on your business and the working in is the component where you are turning up and you're exchanging time for money and the working on is the part where you are investing time effort and energy uh, and often money to be able to develop your lead generation system your marketing system improve your sales process every part of it which is going to make your business more successful developing systems and so forth so what we say is that for, for many people, not knowing where the hell to start. So you might now um, you know, become intrinsically motivated to start working on the business. All right, it's time for me to put in some effort and energy to do this. And you might allocate some time. You've got your little workstation set up at home. You open up the laptop. It's ready to start. Boom, you open up the Word document and then you see the blank uh, Word document sitting there. And what you see is that cursor which just flickers on and off waiting for you to type a, a letter on there. And you're like, if you've ever done that and you've ever had that mental blank and going, look, I've got absolutely no idea where to start this marketing thing or this lead generation thing, that can be not a great experience to have because you can be sitting there just going, I just don't know what I'm meant to be doing. Mm. At that point in time, the feeling is not can be not great at all. At that point in time, suddenly other things are looking very attractive and some of those other things might be putting on a load of washing that's sitting over in the laundry it might be going to make yourself a coffee. It might be going to do whatever else to avoid the feeling that I've got at the moment that I've got no idea what I'm actually doing here. I've said that I want to build this business, but in all honesty, I, I, I'm just not really sure where to start and how to do it. What that can then lead into, it's all too hard. It's, you know, it's, it's not for me. I'm not cut out for this. Is this more evidence that I, I'm not good, good in this area or I'm not good enough to make this happen? Am I just going to have to be satisfied with what's happening at the moment or the type of revenue that I'm earning? Do I now explore? And this can, this can then lead into bigger things. We start to turn this into something way bigger than it needs to be. Maybe I should go and get that job. Maybe I should do something else. You know, I love personal training, but it's just not working for me. And you can see how these, these small things, they can really, you know, they can smear on your face. They you know things where you need improvement in and, and this is a, a classic example of that so you might have heard us say before that business becomes the best personal development program on the planet because it will it will find it will take all the things that where you need some growth and some learning and you haven't quite mastered and you're not quite good enough yet and it's going to present it to you and it's going to smear it all over your face and it's going to ask you um, to step up it's going to say are you prepared to step up so those two things, and what we say, if it's the case for you, that's why you got to reach out to us. That's why you got to call out to us and get some help. That's what we're specialists in. So if any of you who are listening to this and you've been in this situation before, you've got to reach out and, and, and just have that first initial conversation with us because we will be able to quickly identify some areas where we could help you in a very short space in time. Yeah, next is that 
people have uh, often said to me, do I ever cons- have fears or concerns around going uh, broke or the business not working? And uh, I say, well, in this day and age, no, and for a long time, I don't. And uh, if you ask me why, if I rewind the clock when I first got into business, yeah, there was that uh, bit of concern, you know, where the, where's the money coming in from? Am I going to get clients, you know, enough clients? How, you know, how do you get leads? All those common things. And so by educating myself and going, well, look, these are the clear areas that I'm struggling at. I can keep focusing on, focusing on that or do something about it. So I invested a lot of time, energy and money in, in getting the confidence that I needed by learning this stuff. And it's not just going to turn around all by itself. And so in this day and age, I go, the reality is the best of the best have, um, have gone broke. Uh, like, but they don't stay broke. You know, the business might fail because of something unforeseen. But it's not going broke or they're not going back in a job because they haven't got off their backside to do the necessary education and training to be successful in business. So if you're in business, solo, independent, have a team, doesn't matter, and you're not spending regular time investing in yourself, that's some risky That's some risky stuff. And you have every right to feel not confident and fearful regularly about is this business still going to be around in 12 months' time. Now, on the flip side, if, we're, if you've identified, you go, I don't really know anything about systems and marketing or lead gen all that stuff and you go it is having an impact on me personally it's making my life a little bit more stressful so i wake at night thinking about that stuff uh and you, you you don't take the time to start educating yourself in it then again you're just leaving yourself to risk so i don't think about that stuff because i have the inner confidence that i know how to do it i know how to how to build a business i know how to do lead generation so if something unforeseen happened and I know straight away within three to six months, I'd be able to pick it up and do it all again somewhere else because once you got that knowledge, you got it. Mm. So unfortunately, uh, you know, there's just some people that they, uh, they're in this position where they just get un- uh, stuck on the problems and the concerns and, and start, don't look for the solution. So my advice and our advice is in 12 months' time, if you were to start to invest in the areas that you know that you need help in or that you know that aren't working as well, then do that because you're going to be so much better off. And then with time and time, you build that confidence and that's going to reflect on the scoreboard. So your business is going to be more successful. You're going to, be, you're going to um, you know, uh, excel in some of the areas that maybe right now that you're struggling with. Mm. So it's a pretty simple concept uh, that you need to keep investing in your education, the business side of things. All right, now wrapping this conversation up, it really takes us back to the point number 10, the last one being the concept of that'll never work for my situation. So again, in business, you might hear a strategy, you might hear a method, a concept, a system, a way to do something. And again, that little voice inside your head might go off, trigger off immediately and just say, look, that'll never work because I live in this particular area because I operate from this type of gym. I I operate from a a low-cost gym, therefore people are never going to pay that much for personal training. I live in this particular area and and the socioeconomics suggests that um, there's not much money there. I live in this area and it's flooded with boot camps. I live in this area and it's it's whatever, my situation. I I, I operate out of a studio, therefore I can't do that stuff. Um, I'm in a gym where there's certain marketing strategies that don't allow us to do. Therefore, my hands are tied, and so that'll never work for me. I mean, I'm in a full-time job, and I'm, I just I'm, how am I ever going to make the trend? How am I ever going to make the transition? You know, I've got a mortgage, I've got all this stuff. Mm. I just can't. How am I going to do it? I just can't see it possible. Yeah. So I guess first of all, you know, are you one of those people that really um, finds a problem? 
you know, for every possible scenario or every possible solution, you know? So it's like, all right, well, here's the, here's the strategy and you'll find a problem for it. Uh, straight up, probably that's the most important part to be addressed and just going, is there a reoccurring pattern there where, where for everything that gets presented to you, you don't look for, okay, where's the answer to this? Where's the solution? Instead, what I look for is the roadblock or the problem. And if that's the case, then, you know, before we start talking business, strategy, any of this sort of stuff, we need to get that part sorted, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the second part to it is just being open to the fact that this can work uh, for your situation. And, and the, the question to ask yourself is just to say, has there been somebody else who's been in this type of situation before who's actually made this work? Mm. Simple question to ask and I would assume that for many of the scenarios that we speak about, the answer would probably be yes. There's probably someone out there who's done it before. If someone has done it before, can you do it as well? And I'm sure the second part to that will be yes as well. If someone hasn't done it before, well, is there a possibility that this is possible and I I can actually pioneer this in this particular scenario, situation or area? I'm sure the answer would be yes. When I kicked off personal training 22 years ago, I was charging $30 for a one-hour session. Little did I know that, you know, roughly 15 years after that, that I'd be charging $440 for the same personal training session. And if you would have asked me 22 years ago, hey, buddy, you know, when I'm charging 30 bucks a session, one day you're going to charge 440 I would just thought that would be unfathomable that that could be a possibility that I could even do that. Number one, I'd, I'd seen no evidence of it. Number two, I had no self-belief. Number three, I didn't think I was worth it. Number four, I didn't think that I delivered a service that warranted that sort of fee. Uh, number five, when you're charging $30, the jump from 30 to 440 just seems astronomical. Um, and so there's a whole strategy, a whole system behind um, how I achieve that. But, you know, more importantly, if, if, if I just, you know, if I'd been blocked on, on that and just said that's never going to work, it, it pretty much surely would have never happened Um, and so if I loop back to our initial conversation about our client and like I said this client of ours was in Dolby west of Brisbane Dolby's about three or so hours west of Brisbane this client had said to us look everything you guys speak about it resonates with me it makes sense I like the concepts Um, but she said this what you guys do I I live in Dolby it's three hours west of Brisbane and this stuff's not going to work in Dolby like we said at the start of the program, the end result for that person was going from $2,000 a month struggling, you know, the doors were going to be closed in this facility to a, a, a monthly revenue of $18,000 being in a position where money was not an issue for that person. And so just a powerful message for every everybody out there. And again, we don't want to put limitations or restrictions on anyone because um, no doubt those of you ha- have the ability to go above and beyond that. However, it's just an example, uh, one of like literally hundreds or thousands that we have that we can show you of people that have applied these principles and have got the success from doing it. So I uh, hope you've enjoyed this uh, live feed. We certainly enjoyed delivering it. Uh, our doors are always wide open and uh, all we ask people is they want to take that first step and walk through those doors. And it could be the defining moment of your life. We've all had some kind of experience where we've, we stopped being stuck and we've uh, instead of being walking through the same door all the time day in day out getting the same result we decide to hey there's a door over to the left there well we're the door over to the left there and behind that door and through that door 
is uh, a golden pathway to your success. You know, there's, we've had thousands of students use our principles and methods, and we, we, our mission is to share as much as our 22 uh, years of experience uh, in this industry and helping thousands of people to, to others as well. So that's our mission, and we hope that that's come across in a, in a pure way and an authentic way because that's what we live and breathe. And so if you are struggling, you are feeling stuck, there's no need, there's no need for it. There's no need for you to do it alone and battle it's like why your clients come and see you. So we'd really encourage you to, to get in contact with us if you just need that initial five to 10 minute chat just to take that first step. And that's what it's all about. Uh, beyond that, it's, uh, we'll see what happens, but yeah, take that first step and reach out. Messages go through our, face, our Facebook page, uh, create PT Wealth website, createptwealth.com.au. Just find a way to get in contact with us. It's pretty easy in this day and age. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have an introduction with you. One of our team will uh, you'll be more than accommodating. So have a fantastic day. Get in there and, and make some small change and difference today, what you've taken away from here and uh, notice that ripple effect in your life and uh, watch the results change for you. Thanks, gang. Great to catch up with you. Bye, Bye. for now.